a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Welcome back to The Grind, a church planning podcast featuring practical tips, missional strategies, and personal stories to bring you insights and encouragement. Coming to you fresh from Little Rock, here's your hosts, Dave McClung and Neil Scoggins. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our second episode of The Grind Live at the ABSC Annual Meeting. G-Live 2019. <laughs> G-Live. G-Live. Well, TG-Live yeah, 2019. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've had an incredible day today. It All has kinds been. of stuff going on. So yeah. by the time you guys hear this, it'll be it'll be about two weeks from now. Yeah, so, they missed uh, it. you missed it. There you go. So if you weren't here today... To, to hang out with Neil and I. You uh, missed it. it it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You just missed a moment where the glory of the Lord shone down on this place. Yeah. And is is amazing. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> just stuff. Yeah. So, so that means this is after the young leaders deal. Yes. It's after. So it's the after church planting every, dinner. Yeah. Completely. Man, let me tell you something. There have been so many great things happening at the convention this year. Yeah. That if... You know, there's no need in talking about it because it's you missed it. Yeah, <laughs> so okay. it's just been good. Okay, I have to say something that we missed today that was glorious, and I missed a golden opportunity to rip on our good buddy Bobby Thomas in the Young Leaders panel. He talked about his team at the Arkansas Baptist Foundation being beautifully shaped, <laughs> and Warren and I both missed it. Dude, uh, uh, he we, said, I missed it because I was there. We he, could have been relentless on him. <laughs> beautifully Calling shaped. his team beautifully shaped. He needs ministry safe. And I'm sitting there looking at, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Kurt Tucker and Dylan McClain, and they don't have any shape. <laughs> They're just sticks. <laughs> nothing beautiful about a stick. Bobby's blind. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we now so, we know for sure. So, Bobby, we missed you live at the Young Leaders panel getting on you, yeah, we're but we didn't miss Bobby. you here. And no, we didn't. No, we will play catch up. <laughs> there you right. go. Yeah, he and does I'm, listen. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna. Oh, we're gonna milk that <laughs> for months to come. Beautifully shaped. So, team. Anyway, that's right. That's there you right. Go. That's and funny. So, uh, so anyway, man, it's been a great day. A lot of fun. We're excited uh, tonight to have Michael Horner from Church Planner New Thing Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. There you go. Welcome. Thank you. Thank hey, you. talking to the microphone there. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He doesn't know whether to jump in. It's like double dutch. You just got to jump in. He's, okay. he, he's, al- he's already regretting this this choice to I come know. on the podcast with us. And uh, we're, we're, we're four minutes in. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. This I'm, is, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, These guys for- are crazy. <laughs> okay, thanks for playing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so, so Michael is the second interview we're going to do of three here at the uh, annual meeting. And so wanted to dive in and let you guys know about what he's doing in Las Vegas, what's happening there. And so to kind of kick everybody off and frame the conversation for who you are and what led you to Vegas, talk about your ministry journey uh, leading up to and including planting New Thing Church in, in Vegas. Okay. So I grew up in the church all my life in 2008, uh, eight years into marriage, uh, three kids, my wife and I went to Las Vegas on vacation, and uh, I grew up at Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, a little church off I-40. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really thought <laughs> right. that, right, little bitty church. It's a little quaint little place. Yeah, you know, yeah, quaint little chapel. That's right. Yeah. 
And, um, but I, I was just simply religious. I did not have a relationship with Jesus. I'm not sure how I could sit underneath a, a, a spiritual giant like Dr. Rogers and not get it, but I didn't get it. Yeah. And I thought to be right with God, you do all the right things and not do the wrong things. And I was failing miserably. So eight years in a marriage, we went on vacation to Las Vegas. And what uh, my wife didn't know at the time, I was living a double life. Had an, uh, a, a problem with addictions and uh, pursuing uh, just a sinful lifestyle, just pursuing the things of the flesh. And in 2008, while on vacation, uh, God brought all my sin to the light. And uh, mm. so we were in Job 36:15. It says, "By means of their suffering, God rescues those who suffer, for He gets their attention through adversity." Wow. Yeah. And uh, and so I was not. I was like the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. God disciplined me and made me a son through my suffering. Oh, and um, and through that time, uh, my wife, um, we separated. She put a restraining order against me. She said, "You're not the man I married. I don't know who you are." And uh, so it was during that time that I fell madly in love with Jesus. I had I only had Jesus and fell madly in love with him. And through that time, um, she began to see Jesus in me through and hear about the changes that were happening. And then we talked. And then that was kind of just the, the rebirth of a broken marriage. Yeah. And so that was in 2008. Um, four years after that, I sold my successful landscaping business in Memphis, Tennessee, and worked for a ministry called Man in the Mirror Ministries out of Orlando. Yeah. And worked for them for three and a half years. Uh, and about the three-year mark, I started feeling like God was doing something different. And I didn't know what that was. I was I had all that for all that time. I had men that poured into me, and I was discipled me, and and uh, and just helped train me. But it was in that moment I just knew something. God was doing something, and I didn't know what. So I just prayed and asked God through a time of forty days of prayer and fasting. God, I don't know what the next, the, the tenth step is. I don't even know what the first step is. Yeah. But whatever you have for me and my family, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And so I just, can you just give me some snippets of yeah, the yeah, next man. step, yeah. right? And so um, we didn't get the next step. We just got lots of promises from his word. Gotcha. Uh, one of those promises was Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It says, forget mm. the former things. Yeah. Behold, yeah. I am doing a new, new thing. thing. New yes, thing, sir. church, right? Yeah. Uh, for, uh, do not dwell in the past. Uh, what do you say? Um, I'll make a way in the wilderness and streams in a desert, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea the desert was the literal desert at the time <laughs> when he gave me that. Um, I might have, like, rethought it, you know. But, but um, you know, God was just starting to just give us little snippets of what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, through a time and process after that, about three months later, I had a guy reach out to me out of Wyoming. I uh, had met him one time as my sister's old pastor uh, in Cheyenne. And he said, man, I was Michael I was spending time in prayer, and God laid you on my heart and said, you can help me disciple the men in my church. And so he had to call my sister to get my, uh, my number. We went up there, and that was the very first time that God broke my heart for the western United States. Um, we were up there on a hiking trail and uh, shared the gospel with this lady, and she said, who is Jesus? Hmm. Wow. And I'm thinking, what do you mean who's Jesus Yeah. in the United States of America? Yeah. Right? And I think we have this because I grew up in the South and um, that we, we think everybody knows Jesus. Yeah. And, and that's just not true. No. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so when I shared, you know, and then I realized that the United States is the fourth largest lost nation behind China, India, and Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Well, we mm-hmm. got work to do. Yeah, yeah. lots right? of work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you remember years ago when Obama said that the United States is no longer a Christian nation? Yep. And conservative Christians got all in a tissue, yeah. got our panties in a Y. We we're all in an uproar. Can you say that on here? Yes. And uh, you just did. Yeah, this yeah. did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and uh, that is not the worst thing that's been said. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got all in an uproar about it. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is that. 
Yeah. That we are no longer a Christian nation based on statistics. Yeah. And it's been that for a while. It's been yeah. that for a while. Long yeah. before then. Yeah. Long that's before right. that statement. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he simply told the truth and we didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so anyway, so then through just a series of actually Jason Miller here at uh, Geyer Springs was on staff at Bartlett Baptist in Bartlett, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, came to him and he were actually partnering with us when I was with Made in the Mirror as a, um, as a missionary. And I kind of told him what God was doing in my heart, that feeling led to church planting. And, um, and he says, I see that in your life. And I was thinking he was going to talk me out of it, you know, and he <laughs> taught me into it. Yeah. And uh, we went to the Sin Conference in 2015 in Nashville. Yeah. And the wow. rest is history. Met Vance, was invited to a, a training in Las Vegas, and the rest is history. Yeah. And Hope Church sent you guys out. Yeah. So it, we apprenticed at Hope for about yeah. 15 months. Yeah. And then they launched us in the community next to us. Man, that's awesome. Man, that's, that's awesome. an awesome story. Yeah. Okay, Thank let me you. ask you a couple of pieces before yes. we get to Vegas. So yeah. how did the reconciliation happen? To share a little snippets about reconciliation. Oh, wow. with, so yeah. the very first time we talked, we met, it was my, probably the hardest the hardest day and the best day of yeah. my separation with my wife. Um, my wife's name is Micah, by the way. She's yeah. my much, much, much better half. Yeah. Uh, not just because she's beautiful, but because she's just amazing. And yeah. so during that time of separation, I remember it was being my worst day. I actually got served papers, uh, restraining order papers. Yeah. Um, and um, and it was about 6 a.m. that I got that 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 message, uh, or actually that knock on the phone, on the door from the sheriff's office. And that whole day, it was just like the reality, like the things that she was scared of was written down and all these different things. And oh, so man. all day, man, I'm just like the whole world that just imploded. Yeah. To see things written down is much worse than to know them. Right. 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 And uh, so anyway, that day, I just was all by myself and just contemplating how I could take my life. Mm. And uh, my dad called me. He says, Michael, how you doing? And I just broke down. I said, Dad, I'm just, I just feel like it's over. And I just want to take my life. And he said... He said, God, uh, he said, Michael, God's word says in Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the mm. Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And uh, he said, Michael, I don't know how it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, but one thing you can do is delight yourself in him mm. yeah. and, uh, and make him the goal, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and so I did that. And that night I get home to my uh, extended stay motel that I was staying in. And um, my dad called and says, hey, I want you to pack your bags. You're coming to stay with me. And I said, well, if that's not okay with Micah, then I'll stay here at the extended stay hotel. And uh, she said, no, I've talked to Micah and she, she wants you to come on and stay with me. Um, and so I did. And while I was pulling on my dad's street, he said, Michael, um, God's giving the desires of your heart. Micah's at my house, at our house, and she wants to speak to you. Oh, oh wow, man. man. Okay. Same day? Same day, bro. Dude. Come on. All right, and so I pulled on that street and now I started shaking my boots, bro. Oh, because yeah. of what I knew is she only knew a snippet of how bad I had been. Yeah. She only knew, like, the, the you know, that book, the, um, Under the Surface, it's yeah. like the, the, the tip, tip of the, of the iceberg. iceberg. Yeah. Right. Come on now. I mean, I was really, really bad. And, and so during that time where I, we talked for 11 hours straight. Man. 11 hours. <laughs> we sat across this dining room table, and she's grilling me. She's looked through my contacts, on my phones, emails, all these things, and she's asking me questions. And I had, and before I walked into that room, I said, uh, that my dad's house said, God, would you just give me humility? Yeah. Uh, not to fight back. Yeah. Not to, not to defend, but to simply be humble and accept whatever the consequences are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, man, that's what I did. And um, by the end of the night, um, 
we moved, we went from the dining room table to the couch. And there was about halfway, about maybe six hours into it, um, she, we were talking, and she's sharing something. And, man, I just broke down. And uh, I was weeping. It was not a pretty cry. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, and I just said, Mike, I'm just so sorry. I hate what I've done. Yeah. And yeah. I wish I could take it back. And it was that moment that I was crying that she reached over and put her hand on my face. And, uh, and it was, it felt like the touch of an angel. Mm. And, um, and it was that from that moment that God started resurrecting and rebirthing a marriage from the, from the ground up Golly. with him being that foundation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, and then we went through, um, counseling, extensive marriage counseling. It really yeah. wasn't, we only actually did two marriage counseling sessions, which is crazy. It was all individual counseling. Gotcha. Because yeah. the, I, my heart was broken, and my heart needed to be rebuilt and yeah. figure out what what was it that kept me chasing the things of the flesh. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, we spent twelve thousand dollars in counseling. Wow. Ten thousand on me and two thousand on her. I was five times more messed up. <laughs> that's a true story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can omit it. Okay. Golly. Yeah. That's so. You go through all of that. And then God says, hey, I'm going to send you to Las Vegas. Yes. (laughs) So tell us about Vegas. I mean, what, you know, people have this perception of Las Vegas. What are the the good, the bad, the ugly, the struggles, the ups, the, I mean, all of that. Give us the, give us the Horner version of Vegas. I would say the very first thing that um, when we were sent there to that training in 2015, um, you know, our, my idea of Vegas was much different. Uh, I had a heart of condemnation for that city. Gotcha. Um, because this is where my marriage fell apart. And it was, and you, sometimes you, you know, in your flesh, you need somebody else to blame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or some place to blame. Yeah. And, and it wasn't Las Vegas's problem. It wasn't the devil's problem. Right. It was me. Yeah. It yeah. was my yeah. own flesh. Yeah. And uh, I was led astray by the own deceitfulness of my flesh. And so we're, we're there in Vegas. And I remember one day driving down the 15, which is the interstate that runs right through the, the heart of Las Vegas. And I was just feeling this tension in my spirit. I call it the gauntlet of sin. You got strip clubs on either side of the road and you got casinos and bars and all these different things. And, and I just remember feeling this tension of what I was about to face because I was on one side of it and I had to drive through it to get mm. to our hotel. Yeah. And I remember um, just not even wanting to tell my wife the tension I was feeling at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, and so I started to pray. And as I started to pray, man, I just, God just broke my heart for that city. Yeah. And he said, Michael, I died for this city. And I decided that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. They do what they're doing because they don't know me. Yeah. That's why I'm sending you. Yeah. Wow. And so at that moment, God completely took away my heart of con- condemnation and gave me a heart of compassion for the city. Yeah. And so the, the, the world's perspective, it is Sin City. Yeah. But I just want to say this. It's not Las Vegans that keep Las Vegas in business. Right. <laughs> it's people from Arkansas. Yeah. Right, yeah. And Alabama and yeah. Tennessee and Mississippi yeah. and all over the world. It's known as Sin City. And it there's 42 million visitors that come to visit Las Vegas uh, at a time in one year. Mm-hmm. That's on an average. If you divide that by 365 days, it's 117,000 visitors in one, per day every, all 365 days a year. Dude. 117,000 visitors that keep the strip clubs, the casinos, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the dispensaries, yeah. all types of things in business. And so in order for really for Las Vegas to be transformed, a lot of these people got to stop there going and, and actually keeping in business. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's not just reaching the people's hearts that are 
we got more people got to reach people in Arkansas and Alabama. We're teaching the good fruit, fulfilling desires of the flesh. That's right. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's not. It's way more than the than just a strip. You have people in suburbs that are just like suburbs in Arkansas. Sure. Just regular, normal people that that are trying to make it. Yeah. And uh, the difference, the beautiful difference that I that uh, I just love about Las Vegas is um, when people go to church on Sunday. Now, there is no Sunday morning church crowd or uh, Sunday afternoon lunch crowd at the restaurants. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, it, it's ain't <laughs> happening. There's no religious crowd. People are either there making a declaration or asking a question. The declaration they're there making is, Jesus is who I needed to change my life, and they're yeah. passionately there worshiping him as their Lord and their God and their King. Yeah. Or they're there asking the question, is Jesus what I need to change yeah. my life? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not going because it's Sunday. So you don't get people that are playing. Yeah. People that are serious. Either way. Well, and who better to communicate that to them than somebody that almost got destroyed by Oh my God. Yes. 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 And 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 just like God to say, Okay, I rescued from this and, and I'm gonna send you on a rescue mission. That's right. And Amen. we had Shane Four who's planting up in Truman when we sat down, we highlighted him tonight at the dinner. Yep. And when we first started talking about church planting, he said, What do you know about Truman? I said, Well, I don't know much. And he said, Well, there's a lot of meth addicts, a lot mm. of broken people. Mm. And he said, That is the place where Jesus rescued me. Amen. Come and on. And he said, wow. He's sending me back on a rescue that's mission. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. And, yeah. uh, and so, same. I mean, that's what God's done, you know, with you in that. Amen. Yeah. And I really think you're exactly right. And I think it's, it'd be very easy for some people in our. Yeah, that dessert was. Yeah. I saw you. I saw you. I'm all in We just saw a cart full with full of dessert that go by. We got a little yeah. distracted. Uh, there you go. I'm sorry. Neil's yeah, eyes got, got biggest as big as the desserts. Uh, hey, Rachel. Rachel, is that strawberries? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm, I'm sorry. I just. It's yeah. all good. It was a yeah. spiritual moment. You yeah, just derailed right. with your eyeballs. I did, man. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were deep in there. Yeah. You gotta say no Jesus to Jesus loves strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> For temptation is sin. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I think, you know, honestly, there's how many people in the state of Arkansas, especially that are around Truman, have already condemned Truman? Oh, a ton. Man. Right? A ton. Man. And, so, and so how many people around Nineveh condemned yes. Nineveh? Yes. Yeah. How many people Jonah around included. that? Jonah, Jonah included. Jonah included. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to check this out. God didn't call my family here to, to Las Vegas to start a work. Right. But to join him in the work that he'd already, already been doing. Yep. Yeah. He was yep. there long before yeah. we were. Yeah. And he is doing a work and it is so beautiful to see the people of my Nineveh, yeah. Las yeah. Vegas, yeah. turn from sin to worship in the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Man. It's beautiful. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, so what, wow. so, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm sure there are all kinds of challenges you, know, you can highlight, <laughs> yeah. you know, there just, I mean, just driving through the strip, you know, what you experienced, you know, before, yeah. but you know, what are a couple of challenges that one, so people kind of understand, you know, the difficulties church planners face in a lot of these sin cities, yeah. but specifically so they can hear and pray, you know, yes. for some of those things. So what are some of those challenges? Uh, I see some of the most challenges is, um, we can, and I think this is, happens all around the all around the country, but way more so in the in the West, because it's not a religious culture. Um, we have we do monthly we do. So first of all, our, our the way we our strategy is engaging. We yeah. engage lostness first. Mm-hmm. 
So what we do monthly movie nights in the community from April to, to October. Um, we do, and we don't do Christian films, by the way. Right. Uh, we're not trying to reach Christians. We're trying to reach lost people. And we, don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't show Freddy Krueger at the same time. Right. Um, but we do show movies that are family-friendly and gotcha. that would attract families, right? Yeah. And, um, and then we, show, we do two kids' camps a year. We, do a, uh, we help the community out with a fall festival. We, we help out the com- community with a Memorial Day. Um, we actually wear presents there. We haven't helped them out, but we're presents there. And then we do a Christmas in the Park event in December. And there's through those events, and we do an Easter egg hunt in, uh, back in, in just before Easter, obviously. And, mm-hmm. and it was just one of these things that we do. But just because we do these things don't necessarily mean people are coming to church right, on Sunday. Right, So in any given year, we will probably connect uh, with, I would say, 4,000 people. Man. 5,000 people. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. Uh, our Easter egg hunt this year, we had 2,500 people. Golly. Wow. Our average at our movie nights is about 300 people, yeah. two to 300. Uh, we've had as many as 500 people at a movie night before. Uh, I mean, it's, but on Sunday for our Easter egg hunt, 2,500 people came. We had two families that came to church on Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it, that's probably one of the struggles is you're, but, but at the same time, you're, you're not, it's not a transactional relationship. You're sowing seeds. Right. Yeah. So building seeds, relationships. That's right. Building relationships. And uh, I remember something that, um, um, Howard Hendricks says, when love is felt, the message is heard. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, Romans yeah. 12, 9 says, yeah. let our love be without hypocrisy or yeah. let it be with sincerity. Yeah. Uh, we oftentimes, I tell our people all the time, I love you and I love you for real, not for play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they, and somebody said to me one day, like, how do I know you really love me? Because, because, because uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you tell everybody else the same thing that. And I said, well, look, do I show you I love you? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I said, you there know, you but go. our love should be sincere. And, and that's what we really want people to see. And so the international language of our community, uh, we have 454 different people groups in our, in our city. Wow. There's a high school in Las Vegas that's 161 languages. Wow. In Las Vegas? In Las Vegas. Man. It is supposedly, and I've seen, not seen literature, but I've heard Vance say this before, it's the number two melting pot in the nation. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, there's 189 unreached people groups represented in our, um, in our city. Okay, and so here it is, this tension. Like our our church represents our community. We have Latino, we have Asians, we have uh, we have white people, we have uh, we have people African Americans, and we have all these different cultural groups that are all representative of our our city. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't specifically go after any people groups. We just simply love people. Yeah. And these yeah. people are coming because they feel loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's just That's amazing cool. to see. I, but I think the the, cha- the challenges, um, the biggest challenges is uh, one that be the, the people don't come and we always do the things. That, that's so that's discouraging for some people. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, it's just the spiritual warfare. Yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. year alone, um, I know we were talking about this earlier, but I've had uh, three near deaths in my family in uh, in five months. So I've had wow. three children have been in ICU. My my oldest son, or actually my baby boy that just turned two yesterday, mm. uh, his name is Gideon. He had a um, septic hip or staph infection in his hip joint. Uh, then I had my oldest son fell asleep with the wheel and, and totaled his truck and wow. uh, had a punctured lung. And then I had a, a, my th- a fourth child, third son, that was actually born on the same day my wife and I separated four years later. Oh, wow. So God didn't Man. redeem that date, right? And so God is so intimately acquainted yeah. with all our ways, right? Yeah. It's so good. But all, all three of these children were in the ICU or the trauma unit. Wow. And so the, and the enemy is just so after us. Yeah. 
Um, and I would say too, like you have people that are with you and, and man, you, uh, you remember the back when we were kids, uh, or growing up and they, the true love weights, they really just mm-hmm. hit yeah. true love weights. Mm-hmm. And they talked about every time you give yourself away sexually, it's like giving a piece of your, yourself away. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I never really heard him talk about this, but I think as pastors and, um, we give parts of our heart away mm-hmm. as we invest in people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the Apostle Paul said, I loved you enough not just to give you the truth of God's word, but our very own lives as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right. He said yeah. we're like a nursing mother and a caring father among you. And uh, and so I can imagine any time when a, a father, a child walks away from mom or dad or, or walks away from the truth, how much it anguishes that mom or dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some people that are just that were with us and gung-ho and our best friends and man, we're, they're with us. And then all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And we become the enemies. Yeah. You know, the book of Galatians says, if I've now become your enemy by telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. And so that there's, there's been some, just some, some real things. And, and that's not, that's not necessarily everybody's, um, you know, not, does, not everybody's uh, that are planters in Las Vegas or planters in other places go through the, the struggles we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's unique to the planter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, to shape the planter and the, the church. Yeah, Jim Griffith and Bill Eason wrote, you know, book 10 most common mistakes new church starts make. Uh, and one that always stuck out to me, number two, I read this early on in my church planning journey. And, you know, the first one was falling in love with a fantasy vision. You know, yeah. Somebody else's vision. It's not your vision. It's a dream. You, you know, Absolutely. Not based in reality. But the second one was failure to take, take the opposition seriously. Mm-hmm. And, wow. And they talked about spiritual warfare. That's good. And that in church planning, it's front lines ministry. That's right. And you're invading the enemy's territory That's on right. a regular basis, and you get on his radar. That's right. Yeah. At that point. That's right. And, and you're just going to face that. Early and, so, and often. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, Absolutely. you know, uh, it's not battling flesh and blood. That's right. Um, That's right. You know, this, this, you know, taxes the spiritual uh, realm and, and enemies right. coming after us. So you got to respond in spiritual means. That's yeah. right. And, uh, and so that really stuck with me. And, and we saw that early on in our church planning journey That's and right. several significant points along the way, even, even just this last week in our family, mm, uh, really? with an issue with my 14 year old son wow. and uh, guys restoring that and redeeming that. But it was, Amen. it was, tough week yeah. last week you know, because of some of that but you know god is awesome in the way that you know I, he doesn't leave us just kind of out there that's i mean right, you're bro. in the Come desert on. but he's in the desert with you that's right yeah. uh so so with all of the challenges and i and i can imagine church plant people that are kind of on the fence with church planting yes they'll say oh man i can't do it it's tough it's hard because right. you're talking about all these but to balance that Everybody has like those celebration stories, yes. those big things that happen. G- give us a couple of it's those. The sweet golf it's, shot that keeps you coming back. That's oh, it. <laughs> Whether you're out there by yourself oh. or not, it, it, it was a hole in one. That's Amen. right. <laughs> can, I, can I add something to what you just said a moment ago? Like uh, that you read that book. Yeah. My wife something oftentimes shares with me. Um, I think we we think that our church planning journey or successes have to look like everybody else's. Right. Yes. And yes. Um, and because so and so has got this building, or so and so's had these salvations, or so and so, man, they're running they're running a thousand, and we're running, you know, twenty, you know, yeah. uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and we think, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But my wife shared this with me one time, and it's so true. She said that comparison is the thief of joy. Uh. Yeah. Wow, that's Absolutely. good. That's oh, tweetable right there. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. Comparison is a thief, thief of joy. joy. Hang on to that's her. Yeah, for real. So yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm married way young. Yeah. Okay, so uh, some of the wins yeah. uh, that you asked. Yeah. Um, I think the wins, um, man, I, we, there's so many stories. Uh, which which one to tell? Um, yeah. 
uh, we had a, I'll just, I'll kind of give you some early on, I'll give you some middle, I'll give you a recent. Um, so we had uh, a young lady that we moved to Vegas and um, back in 2016 in September. Um, what we did not know in July of that year, we had a young lady who uh, attempted to take her life. Mm. And, um, but for whatever reason, she don't, didn't go through with it. Mm-hmm. And then um, we moved in in September and then my daughter becomes friends with her daughter. Gotcha. And, uh, and then through that relationship building, she made the connection that we were the reason why she didn't get take her life. Oh, wow. She came to our very, our very first uh, small group that we call them life transformation groups. Uh-huh. We, our very first LTG, we call it. Oh, um, Neil Coles, yeah. LTG. <laughs> and she gave her life to Jesus on oh, the very man. first night. Man. Uh, it was at like 1230 in the morning. She was, And the small group started at 6. Uh, so everybody else left four hours and she stayed for four hours just talking, and we knew that there was more than while she was hanging out. Yeah, and so we just let it let it happen the way yeah. it's happening. Yeah, right. And uh, and she gave her life to Jesus, and then two weeks later, her daughter gave her life to Jesus. God, so that man. was our, some some early fruit, and we needed that uh, that early spur. Of, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've called you here, and here's what I'm. Here's just a, a an initial fruit of what's going to happen. The 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 way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then uh, I would say that. Since that time, last year alone, we had 26 salvations. Uh, man. Amen. This year so far, we've had 30 salvations. So far. So far. Golly. That's hey, all right. Because we still going, baby. Come, Come on. on. Right. Yeah, that's we it. Ain't, we, yeah, ain't done, look, we ain't done. It ain't even Christmas yet. Now what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Got a new thing, church. I've been like, yeah. church. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we really believe that um, our mission is we exist to be living proof Jesus transforms. Yeah. And what you celebrate and what you tolerate gets repeated. And we hmm. celebrate life change hmm. all the time. Yeah. And when we celebrate, we fully like Sunday morning is a, should be a celebration of God's activity Monday through Saturday. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes I, I heard a, um, we need to celebrate God's activity. And so if God's changing lives, we want to know about it and we want to celebrate for the, for the church. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just amazing to see God doing that. Yeah. And um, so another, some recent stories. Um, we had um, a guy named Eric Roman and Erica Zavala, and they live across the street from us and our neighbors. And um, they were, uh, we kept inviting them to church, kept inviting them to small groups, kept inviting them to our movie nights, kept inviting them to everything. And I, and I don't think I'd wore him out, but I definitely, every time I saw him, I invited him to something, you know? And, <laughs> it's like, what are we being invited to? <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. What are they, what are they, I don't want to drink the Kool-Aid, you know? Yeah. And um, so we started having our, our soft launch services, and I told them about it. Well, they started coming around December of last year. Okay. And uh, about four, four or five months into it, Eric gives life to Jesus. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. And man. I think it's important and encouraging to me to have someone come to know Jesus the first time they come. Yeah. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes it's low-hanging fruit and they're ready. Yeah. 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 But then it was so much more special to me, or special in a whole other way, I should say. Um, when I invest, 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 invite, 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 he starts coming and then he gives life to Jesus and not just gives life to Jesus, but with emotion, with conviction. And every week since then, I, when I preach, I see the Holy Spirit moving in his life. Yeah. That's That's powerful. Yeah. 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 And then it gets better. (laughs) Then his, uh, his girlfriend, Erica, gives her life to Jesus. There you go. All right. There you go. And, and she says, I don't know why I waited this long. She was several, like a couple months, three months after him. Uh-huh. 
I don't know why I waited this long. I've been wanting to raise, I wanted to, to give my life to Jesus for a long time, but I've just been holding on. And so she gives her life to Jesus. Mm. And their t- uh, college daughter gave her life to Jesus. Man. And, uh, and so there's only one more in the household. We're, we're still praying for him. But it's one of those things that God doesn't just want to save one person. He wants to save the entire household. Yeah. 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 So, that's awesome. So that's there's awesome. three, there's kind of three, uh, I think that's true. I think that's three stories. That's, that's cool. Dude, that's I like that. Yeah. Amen. But I like what you were saying about, you know, the, the early ons, early yes. on salvations, the early ad- I, would you call those early adopters, I guess, those that maybe, that, you know, you hit them with the gospel, they go, I need that Jesus. But the ones yeah. that you invest and invite, oh, and then you kind of watch it grow. Oh, it's, it's one thing for somebody to give you a bush, but if yeah. you plant it and you watch that bush it, it grow, does, right, yeah, you kind of protect it a little differently than the other bushes. Yes, you do. I don't know. Yes. I'm not a horticulturalist. <laughs> I don't even know what a horticulturalist is. It sounds got something bad, to do. though. Yeah, it does well, sound bad. Sad. It's it's sad. Be but it really for works it. for me because I used to, I was a landscaper for 21 years. Boom, there it so is. There it is. That's that Holy Spirit working in there. That's right. That's right. Some folks need a little more fertilizer. I'm so spiritual. I'm so spiritual. But no, I've been covered with a lot of What's your next question, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, you still smell like it. That's right. <laughs> That's my new cologne. That's right. <laughs> Eau de pasture. Eau de pasture. Yeah. All right. So, so you know, one of the reasons you're here at the Arkansas ABS annual meeting is to build connections for partnership yes. and everything. So, so. A word to to folks that are thinking about partnering with somebody, and not even just Vegas, but in San Cities in general, but for you guys specifically, you know, how are the best ways that they can partner? Uh, And, and so you know, one of the things we tell our church planners all the time, uh, our partners all the time, is don't do what you think needs to be done. Do what they say needs to be done. And because you're going to go in and do something and leave, and then they have to stay and either carry on what you did or clean up your mess. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, right. so when we send partners to you, we want them to partner well. So what are some things that you know they could do? Absolutely. I think one thing is don't overestimate what they want from you, and don't underestimate it either. Yeah. Uh, I think hmm. the main thing is just to ask that planter what is his needs. Yeah. Uh, you know he needs money. Right. That's a given. That's yeah. a given. And he yeah. doesn't just need small right and, and i don't mean that like disrespectfully right yeah but right. i mean he has a family yeah and in a, in a city like las vegas a city like seattle or portland or different areas in the north north the west and northwest or even california it's way more expensive to live than it yeah. is in the south exactly not where i'm from yeah so in las vegas it's 41 percent more expensive to live in vegas than it is to live in memphis yeah mm. you know like yeah. three thousand dollars a month for my rent and utilities yeah mm. Right, and it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so I think it's not just financial provision, but yeah. though it is financial, right, right, but it's also sending teams. Yeah, it's also asking that splinters. Hey, man, how are you doing? You were on my heart today, just praying for you. Yeah, uh, it's it's really, I don't, I am very, I'm super relational, mm-hmm. right? I, I maybe different than some. Like I get fed by being around people. Sure, you know, Me too. some people get, uh, you know. Drained, I get energized. Yeah, my wife gets drained. Yeah, I get fed. <laughs> my wife's the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's she loves me anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I think we we balance one another. Yeah, same way your wife probably does. But it's during that moments that I I don't just need money. I don't just need you to come. 
I need a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I need some some yeah. I need some errands. I need some hers. Yeah. I need people to hold up my arms. Yeah. I need people to really care about us. Yeah. Uh, we had a church recently that just became a partner of ours in, in uh, Enterprise, Alabama, and they brought my wife in it, my wife and I in for their missions conference. And when they brought us in for the missions conference, they let us stay in their condo. As someone wow. in the church's condo for a few days. Yeah. That's cool. Man, that, I've never had that before. And yeah. uh, that was huge for us. Yeah. You know, just a, a chance, because it's been, it's been a hellacious year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so we needed that on so many levels. Yeah. Um, I think we, we slept in every day to like 10 o'clock, you know, yeah, yeah. which That's was, major. which was like eight o'clock back home, but still, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know uh, it was, it was needed. And I think the other thing is just, um, I think the other thing is to really come and be, and, you know, be that team that they need, but not come with your expectations of what you're going to do. Right. Really ask the planter what he needs. That's exactly right. Um, I think sometimes you kind of have that hard conversations when they come. We do an orientation with our teams that come in. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's mm-hmm. here's about the church. Here's our story. Here's what led us here. Uh, and and then we also say, like, here's some things to do and here's some things not to do. Yeah, that's here's good. Here's some things that if you do that, like we, after you leave, we're still here. Right. So please don't do these things. Yes. Right. Um, and, and really just you're here to serve us and you're here to serve and love this community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so those are some specifics, but we need, we don't just need financial parts. We need people to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do lots and lots and lots and lots of engaging. Yeah. And for our people, it wears them out. Yeah. 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 Cause they're already setting up and tearing down every week. Right. Yeah. But then we go into once a month, we're serving the community through some kind of event. Um, one once a month, all year we're serving the community in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. A, that's yeah. a lot. That's awesome. That is, is a lot. Out of all that you've been through, man, I I, I really love your story. I love, uh, dude. We're gonna have to talk when this is over. I'll, I'll steal some of those desserts. I'm sorry. We'll we'll gather some of those desserts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we'll yeah. talk a little later. I don't steal. Uh, I will. I'm stealing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Rose City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am too. We'll steal it. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, don't know. I was trying to be I, all politically correct. I did see correct. her get, trying to give it away, so I don't did think we'll have to steal it. Yeah, yeah really? Yeah. Gotcha. It may be gone by the time we get You're there. Right. Yeah. Probably. There's no, but but out, out of all the things that you've learned, what do you? What, if you had to tell a planter, I'm planting regardless of where I am, hmm. like you said, Seattle, Memphis, Alabama, Florida, regardless, what's something that is indispensable that you have learned that you're like, you know what? You gotta learn. Here's something you gotta have. One piece of advice. One one piece. Can I give you two? Yes. Yeah. So the first one I would say is you gotta know that you 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 know that you're called. Gotcha. Uh, That's the number one thing. Yeah. Um, You gotta know that you're called Um, because all the things that we've done. If you don't know that you're called, I'd quit. You're sunk. I'd quit already. Yeah. That's it. I would, and because it just you know there's just no reason for someone to endure that much suffering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I mean, whether it's it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's mental, it's physical, it's all the above suffering, and there's no need. And it, I would I would have quit already. So calling is huge, and Nam does a really good job at that. Yeah, um, and they do a really good job. I mean, every when we do the the assessment, the pre assessment, mm-hmm. it's they hit calling really good, and they hit yeah. calling in the assessment. Yeah, and, uh, and so I, I just want to give kudos to Nam and Sin Network uh, for really uh, for really hitting that uh, really hard. And then this other thing I would say is. Um, something I heard Vance Pittman say uh, that I so resonated with, which is actually my story, is uh, God's call on your life is not ministry, it's intimacy. 
Mm. And yeah. ministry wow. happens out of the overflow of intimacy. Yep, yep. Wow. And that was my story. Yeah. Yeah. I fell madly in love with Jesus. And as I spent time with him, he downloaded his word to me. Yeah. And as I spoke, his word flowed out yeah. to everyone around me. And my wife was like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was changed. Yeah. And when I spoke, it was God's word. He's like, how did you know the scripture? I don't know. I spent time with Jesus. He downloaded it in there. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the, the, the key to a successful ministry is Psalm 1, 2 and verse 3. It okay. says, how blessed is man. Psalm 1, 1 says, how blessed man is not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. Yeah. There's a lot of scoffers. Yep. Everybody, there, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are uh, quarterbacks on the sidelines. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, there's an enemy. He's real. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked. You talked about that earlier, Dave. Uh, Ephesians chapter six. The battle's mm-hmm. not against flesh and blood, it's principalities and powers of this world. Yep. Uh, so anybody in your church is not your enemy. Anybody in the community is not your enemy. The enemy is your enemy. Yeah. Right. right? So there's the and, and the other thing is don't sit underneath his counsel. Yeah. Reject yeah. the lies. Yeah. Keep on going. You know, you know, win the battle of the mind. And then uh, the second thing is don't don't stand with sinners. If there's people that are gossiping, there's people that are hurting you, one thing I've learned the hard way this year is let them talk and simply yeah. let God defend you. Yeah. yeah. All right? But here's, here's the key. It's verse 2 and verse 3. It says, instead, but instead his delight... Mm. Like them strawberry desserts just passed. Yes, sir. Because we're going to delight in that in a <laughs> minute, right? right? <laughs> so now we're going to delight in that, <laughs> yep. right? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it he meditates day, day and night. night. He's like a tree, and I love how the, uh, Jeremiah 17 said he's like a tree firmly planted mm. beside streams, streams of water. Of water. Yeah. Mm. And I like to add a little living water. Right. Yeah. right. There you uh, go. Who bears fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the key to successful marriage. That's the key to successful uh, being a father. That's the key to successful uh, church planter. That's the key to successful ministry. That's the key to successful life is intimacy with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And so if you don't have intimacy with Jesus, you have nothing. Sunk. Yeah. You yeah. Sunk. Yeah. That's Man. awesome. Awesome. Dude. Dude, good stuff. Man, good listen, stuff. I feel, you, you know, I feel like a brother on Sunday morning, man. I'm just saying. He, Pass he, the yeah. plate. <laughs> Pass the I plate. I feel like we deserve some dessert. <laughs> I know that's true. That. We deserve some dessert. For we rest. already had the main course. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So, so one thing we do, I forgot to tell you this. Uh-oh. Yeah, so here's the curveball for you. <laughs> all right. So we do this with all of our podcast guests. We have a section called Rapid Fire. All right. And so these are, we've had some folks that kind of take slow walks with this, you know, <laughs> and kind of meander through the park. This is not that. Okay. You know, no. So this All is, right. you know, one shot answer. So, right. so here's, these are questions that get at the, the heart and soul of who Michael Horner is. Okay. So, all right. So top one or two books have had the most impact on you? Uh, the True Vine by Andrew Murray. Okay. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was turn. just going. Yeah, <laughs> my turn. My bad. Uh, need to get that one? The other one was um, uh, the other one was the anointing, um, and I don't remember. It was, a, it was about a missionary in Africa, but I can't remember the name of it. Really? Why are you yeah. looking at me and say Africa? <laughs> Dang! <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow! I'm, I, you about to ask yeah, the next yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. Well, there hey, you go. Why, I'm why sorry. Put me on the bus like that. Not <laughs> yeah. even on the bus. Why I got to be a bus? <laughs> <laughs> you no. put me in the front of the back. <laughs> put the front. That's right. Depends on if I'm hey, driving. I don't want to do. I'm gonna take. We all on the same bus. That's right. Hey, that's right. Can I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> it's a new thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, greatest strength. And greatest weakness. Uh, wow. In ministry. In ministry. Greatest, greatest strength would be uh, pastoring and shepherding. 
gotcha. just relational. And the, yeah. the greatest weakness would be organization. <laughs> gotcha. How they go times, together. They, that's right. If that's your greatest strength, your greatest weakness is going to be, be organization. organization. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But <laughs> I will say this. My greatest weakness is my wife's greatest strength. Uh, yeah. Hey. Testify. Dude, that's, that's it. So where that's I'm it. weak, she's strong. Yeah. And where she's strong, I'm weak. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. Not that she, not that it's, I mean, I can do organizations. Not that she can't connect with people. Yeah. Um, but I'm uber relational and uber pastoring and shepherding and loving people. And uh, and she does that. Yeah. But that's my over the top. Yeah. I started yeah. dating my wife because she was cute. And the Lord said, oh, no, that's not it. You need help. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, so I'm going to send her to you yes. and make her uh, suffer for all these years uh, so you can get the help you need. That's right, you're man. hopeless without Dude, her. That's yeah. Right. yeah and, uh, my so. wife came with an itinerary. <laughs> yeah, for real. She's like, okay, first we're going to date here, yeah. and then we're going to go here. I'm thinking, for real? You from God? My wife's <laughs> checklists have checklists. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so she got she got problems. And, uh, but they're good problems. They're good hey, problems. Yeah. After go. he said she's got problems, he got new problems when he gets home. That's right. <laughs> yeah, y'all assume she listens to my podcast. She ain't listening to that stuff. Somebody else gonna tell surprised. her. You would be surprised. Now Aaron listens because she, she does because she will talk about her. She'll make a cut. She's what y'all say? What y'all say about me? Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Hey, hey Aaron. You were sleeping any, on the couch tonight. <laughs> yes. Aaron, any incriminating thing came from Neil, not from me. That's right. I am innocent <laughs> in this conversation. So, uh, anyway, all right. So, favorite ho- uh, hobby or pastime? Uh, I love anything outdoors. Okay. Camping, hiking, fishing. I don't get to fish very often, yeah. but I love everything outdoors. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Favorite movie? Oh, man. There's so- I'm a movie guy. Are you yeah. really? Oh, okay. I love too. movies. You got, you got, so, we'll give you two. Top two. Oh, I, I, there's too many to choose from. Uh, how about most recent? Okay, okay. Boom. we'll take it. Okay, so most recent is the movie um, Unplanned. Okay. I'm not saying uh, that. I, yeah. Oh, I my gosh. That Opening yeah. scene, I was boohooing like a baby. Yeah. Really? Yes, it's about abortion. <laughs> and um, Really? Yeah, the, um, the, I'm not telling you. I'm t- it's just, it, it's too much. It was just, and I watched it with my 14-year-old and my 11-year-old. Mm. Yeah. And, wow. uh, and my daughter said, I'm scarred for life. Yeah. Uh, so it just really mm-hmm. shows them just the, 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 uh, desire for life you know um uh let's see and then a second one that i'm right now i'm watching the jason Bourne movies okay Uh, i guess yeah i love all things action yeah yeah hey you know you said earlier about a book series here you want a book series that's just a bomb what is it it's called the lion of war series it's about david and his mighty men are you serious yes about a guy named cliff graham okay Man, I'm telling you, it is worth its weight in gold. They're supposed to be doing a uh, movie series after this. But it's a series of books. Series of books. Really? Uh, I hope Cliff, Graham. Graham. Cliff Graham. Cliff Graham. Yeah, because a lot of yeah. times, yeah, yeah movies kind of jack up yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll be ready to charge the heel with a water pistol, bro. It's like really? you're going to take your sword out of your scabbard. and you, you, I, I'm serious. I've read the book, and I'm passionate. I'm crying in one minute, in one moment just to, just to I'm like, I won't even ruin the book for you. But then I'm ready to fight the next uh, chapter. Man. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it just it just does something to you as a man to get you ready to go to war. <laughs> That's kind of, whoa, okay. It's if, if, it's on, if it's on Audible, I'm, I'm going to I don't know if it. it is or not, but it's good. <laughs> All right, well, check that out. All right. All right, uh, favorite band or musician? 
Wow. You, um, now don't you have to be all spiritual. I yeah, pl- please don't. Don't say Hillsong. Yeah. I don't honestly yeah. don't. The mics will go off. I'm serious. <laughs> I, I honestly have no, um, I love lots of songs, and I'm not the guy who knows the artist or the band. Okay. Hum a few bars. So, no, no way. I am not. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Oh, that's Prince. <laughs> that's right. Purple. Right? <laughs> okay, it's going down here quick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We have plummeted off the cliff. Yes, we have. Oh, my yeah. So, I don't, I don't really have a, a favorite. Um, there's lots of songs that I like. Okay, favorite genre of music then? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, I used to listen to lots of country. Uh-huh. Um, when My God man. saved me, I stopped listening to country. Okay. okay. Honestly, because uh, I don't need to be talking about having sex with somebody else's wife or <laughs> drinking and all this and stuff. Losing right. your dog. Right. Yeah, yeah, there you truck go. breaking down. Uh, Blue so got shot in the street. Tractor being sexy. Uh, there that's you right. Go. That's right. <laughs> but when I, there's a guy that started um, discipling me in 2010. And when he started discipling me, he gave me some Christian rap music. So Lecrae, Tadashi, Triple E. Boom, there it and is. And when he did, it was hard for me to listen to it at first. I imagine. And the reason why is it reminded me of the strip clubs I used to venture. There you go. Mm, yeah. But I, said to Lord, I said, told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you brought this brother in my life and you also brought this truth through this music into my life, that I'm going to listen to it. you got to give me different ears to hear it. Yeah, that's good. And, man, it was so good. It's because, you know, listen to gospel hip-hop, it's like listen to a sermon and a song. Yeah. You no, know, it is it a is. sermon so and a song. so much truth yeah. and such a little... Uh, little Small uh, place. So I, that would probably be my... Uh, if I want to get amped up, if I'm, if I'm not in a place, um, yeah, that's been a... That's, that's definitely one of my favorite genres. Wow. All right. Man. Hey, that ain't bad. That's cool. That ain't bad. Cool. All right. <laughs> I have enjoyed this, man. Yeah, for real. Been you lying with me. Really and I've been, to Vegas. <laughs> I've been to Vegas a couple of times, and now you make me feel guilty by going to the buffet at Treasure Island. That's all right. <laughs> Jesus so, loves buffets. Jesus loves buffets. Yeah. Hey, I just have to say something. If some of you have noticed an extra voice <laughs> in this conversation, right. we I have made been graced. Our presence has been graced uh-huh. by the one and only Adam Venters. <laughs> And so there's this disembodied voice that just, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, that right, that right, yep. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> Uninvited, I may say. There you go. That's but welcome nonetheless. That's a fact. I didn't get invited to the table, but I made it. <laughs> That's what happens when we're just, you know, wide open like this. And, and I just it's have live. to say that is a great characteristic of a church planter who just invites himself into a relationship. That shows entrepreneurial skill. That's, That's right. It. That's so it. I've been telling you this for years now. So Adam, just come over to the dark side and let's go plant a church. <laughs> <laughs> See how I segued there? Uh-huh. Hey, you going to invite yourself into my circle. We're going to talk about church planting with We're you. talk about right. church planting. All right. I like <laughs> it. Yeah. Right. Adam's like, yup, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, hey, how can folks connect with you? Uh, they can connect with it at newthingchurch.com. Okay. 
They can email me at michael at newthingchurch.com. Okay. Uh, you can connect me with me on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Those are the three main ways they can connect me. Okay. So if you're interested in partnership, just interested in connecting with Michael, encouraging he and his family, praying for them, uh, man, there's great ways to connect there. And so we'd love for, you know, if if Neil and I can help you connect with Michael and help you connect with what they're doing at New Thing up. Church in Vegas, hit Amen. us up. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to connect and, and uh, see what God might do in that partnership. So, Thank you so much. Thanks, man, for coming on and we'll see you folks next time on the grind god bless that's all for this episode of the grind make sure to sign up for the grind email newsletter for all the latest news articles and book recommendations by going to absc.org slash the grind newsletter if you like what you hear rate and review us and make sure to share this episode with your friends until next time keep grinding